Are you a bride chilla or groom chilla? Spend 30 minutes with Bride Chilla podcast host Alicia and you will be. So let's get planning. This is the Bride Chiller Podcast. I am Alicia, the host of the show, but today it's a little bit different. We are taking it off-road. We are getting in our four-wheel drive and going hardcore different on the Bride Chiller Podcast because today I have a co-host. Her name is Grace. She is a news reporter. She has left me a fabulous, oh my gosh, fabulous voice message. She's a Bride Chiller podcast graduate. A Bride Chiller graduate is what we call all of the people who have managed to uh, get through, that sounds awful, but get through their wedding without stressing out and who really enjoyed it. And she sent me this message with, oh, I've been listening to it with joy. Everything she says is like a major head nod from me. And she has been listening since the beginning of time. The beginning of podcast time, Bridechiller podcast time. So I really didn't want to interrupt her too much because her information is valuable. She's a media professional. You can just hear it. And she has so much to say. So I would like you to give a special welcome to Bridechiller graduate Grace and all her amazing information. Hi, Alicia. My name is Grace and I'm from Washington State in the United States and I am leaving you a voicemail because I am officially a Bride Chilla graduate. Um, I got married on May 29th. I have been a loyal listener of your podcast since pretty much the beginning. I got engaged in September of 2014, so we had a pretty long engagement, and I found your podcast pretty soon after that. I think you had just started around then, and I'm pretty sure that I've listened to like every single show. So the rest is history. First off, I wanted to just say that I really appreciate, you know, everything you're doing. I know everyone says that, but I really, really feel like um, you were a big part of my wedding planning and really helped me just get through it all. And also, I feel like I have a little special connection with you because I also work in TV and um, I can kind of relate to the stories you talk about with TV. And I also just um, admire you as an entrepreneur because, you know, I'm not really sure if I want to stay in TV news forever. So it's cool to see um, another TV person branching out and and doing something really cool. So yeah, also um, you answered one of my questions a long time ago. I was the one who wrote in about my dad being an artist and trying to figure out ways to trade with vendors. We didn't actually end up doing that, but uh, we were able to use his glasswork for our favors and um, for some of our decorations and stuff. So it ended up being pretty cool anyway. So I wanted to just call in to tell you and your listeners things that I've learned. Hopefully um, it'll help some people and just, I'm a graduate now, so maybe I can spread some <laughs> words of wisdom or something. Yeah, I but I seriously consider you like a virtual bridesmaid. I know pe- people have said that. Um, all of my bridesmaids, I had five bridesmaids and then my sister is my maid of honor. They all lived in different towns than me. One was traveling out of the country pretty much the whole time I was engaged. So um, a lot of stuff I was doing on my own or with my now husband. And so it's so funny. I would, <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about this later, but um, a lot of times with my mom, I would be like, no, my podcast lady says this, this, and this. And she was trying to like push all this nonsense on me. So that was kind of funny. 
I'm the first of my friends to get married. I'm only 25, and I know in, in different parts of the country and parts of the world that's not very young, but for my friend group at least, I was the first, and it seemed like I was kind of paving the way, so I didn't really know what I was doing the whole time. So uh, having your wisdom instead of just like random blogs and stuff really helped out. Um, yeah, it just helped me kind of like cut the bullshit and... I was, I felt really organized and really, um, I had planned everything out to a T. Um, and so on the day of the actual wedding day, I just felt so relaxed and so ready. And people were actually commenting that I was really chill. Um, so I felt like I was a true bride chilla. So yeah, anyway, I just want to go through things I learned through the process, um, things that went well and things that I might do differently. Uh, or I wouldn't wish upon other people. We had sort of a destination wedding. I'm originally from Seattle, Washington, and we got married about an hour outside of Seattle. You have to take a ferry from downtown Seattle to an island and then drive over to this really nice um, waterfront area um, owned by one of the Native American tribes there. So it's a, a really, a really cool area. Um, but we live in Spokane, Washington, which is about a four and a half hour drive. So it's pretty much a destination for us. And then my now husband is from Northern California. So everyone from his family was traveling and most of them had never been to the Seattle area. So we wanted our wedding to be really Pacific Northwesty and, um, that's why we chose this really beautiful venue kind of in the woods and on the water. Yeah, anyway, um, and so then after the wedding, we went to our honeymoon in, in Cancun, and then we went to Disneyland, and then we uh, drove up to his house in Northern California from Southern California, where Disneyland is, and had a casual reception there in his hometown for the people who couldn't make it or the people who weren't invited. So yeah, back to the things I learned during the process. So you always talk about thinking laterally, and that was something that really, you know, I think I would have been doing anyway, but you kind of coining the term and putting it, um, making it seem more real really helped me, you know, put that into practice. So I really tried to use the resources around me. So things like I got eyelash extensions and a spray tan from my cousin who works at a salon. My aunt did my flowers. Um, my mom, made my centerpieces out of old wine bottles that like she had this favorite kind of wine that was light blue and she's <laughs> for, for a year and a half she just drank the same wine and saved all the wine glasses and then again my dad is a glass artist so we um incorporated that and then I did a ton of DIY stuff for decorations um yeah just and then my videographer was someone I had known through working in TV and yeah, just use the people around you. Like, I know that everyone has different resources. Not everyone has a lot of artists in their families or whatever, but I'm sure that if you really kind of just think about it, you can find people or places that are, you know, not coined wedding and it can like cut your prices down a lot. And then speaking of prices, you really got to think about prioritizing your budget. So, um, we got good deals on a lot of stuff. So we got my cake from a grocery store. It was like a nice grocery store, but we just got a little two-tiered cake and then had sheet cakes, and it ended up bringing the price down by hundreds of dollars compared to the other bakeries we were looking at. And no one knew the difference. I had literally like one bite of cake, and seriously, no one knows the difference. And then, again, my flowers were done by my aunt, and, you know, that wasn't 
crazy cheap, but she did that as my wedding present. So that was awesome. And, um, I just kind of showed her some colors I wanted and, um, gave them to her and she showed up on the wedding day with these amazing flowers. So that worked out great. Then my wedding dress I got for $300 on the sale rack. It was originally like a $1,500 dress. Um, and so that was pretty awesome. That's something I recommend to people is try things on the sale rack. I didn't even, I wasn't impressed by this dress at all when I saw it on the rack and then I tried it on and it fit me so well. I barely had to get any alterations and it was only $300. And, you know, the, on the day of the wedding, I was taking pictures down by the beach in the seaweed and I kind of ripped my dress a little bit when I was dancing. So, I mean, and no one knows how much your dress costs. So my recommendation is definitely, I don't know if, yeah, if you feel like it's not super crazy important, just get a less expensive dress. Nobody will know. Now it's sitting in my closet. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, our bridesmaids dresses we got for $50 each at Nordstrom Rack. I got a little hair um, piece from Etsy for, you know, about $30. But we did um, spend a lot of money on our venue. It was kind of an all-inclusive venue, so you had to get the food and the alcohol there. So that definitely um, bumped the food prices up. But, you know, we it was worth it for the beautiful venue we had. Um, and then we invested in photography, uh, also videography and a DJ. So those were things that were important to us and just kind of the physical details of it. Like what, well, like I said, the dress and that sort of stuff, um, were, were less important. So we put less money into it. So that's the recommendation I have for people. And then I wanted to make a case for a day of wedding coordinator. So that was another thing that came with our kind of, um, sort of all inclusive type venue was a day of wedding coordinator and we kind of all bitched and moaned when we were writing the checks like oh like why do we have to pay for this woman you know like what is she gonna do for us this is you know we're doing this all on our own she didn't really help us plan that much we only had a, two meetings with her and it wasn't you know she did she did her job but it wasn't anything spectacular but then the uh, when we had the rehearsal the day before, like now looking back, I can't imagine if my mom and I had tried to coordinate that rehearsal. Oh my gosh. Like, first of all, we had no idea what we were doing and yeah, like tempers <laughs> could have gone a little crazy that day. Everyone was on edge. It was the day before the wedding and she just swooped in. She knew exactly what to do. She organized everyone. She told everyone where we had to stand. She timed us. She told us how to hold our bouquets, all these little details that you wouldn't know about if you had never been in a wedding or planned a wedding. So that was amazing. And then the day of, I didn't have a, uh, a watch on me the whole day. You know, she just, she would just kind of come in and say, okay, now you got to get ready for this. And then she'd be like, okay, we're ready to do this. Like it's time to walk out or it's time for dinner. And she just kept moving the day along and um, worked with our DJ to announce things and everything ran so smoothly. It was amazing. There was no time at all when there was an awkward pause or anything. If anything, it felt like it was moving too fast. It was so perfect. And I just having her there and not having that stress beyond me or my mom or, you know, someone else that was a guest, it just made it so great and it ran so smoothly. So 
if you can afford it or if your venue offers it, I would definitely recommend getting that day of wedding coordinator. I mean, honestly, I don't, I mean, I didn't have a full-time wedding coordinator for the whole process at all. I definitely planned everything on my own. But just having someone on that day that's not part of the wedding party and knows what the hell they're doing, it was amazing. And it helped it out so much. Okay, moving on um, to something that didn't go so well. Don't listen to wedding forums and people on those wedding forums like The Knot. I think someone had called in about that a while ago and talked about how everyone was so mean on these wedding forums and that's why they appreciated you shows because even if you're being stupid or asking a dumb question they don't you don't tell them that but so basically I asked a question about plus ones and again this is me being dumb and young and have never really I'd only gone to weddings with my family honestly um, as part of like a foursome, you know, I've never even like gone to weddings with dates before. I kind of just didn't really know what was going on. And this is my, I don't know, looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, duh, don't be an idiot. But so I asked a question about plus ones. Basically, a bunch of my friends from college wanted to bring their boyfriends that I'd never met before. And I just was kind of hesitant about it. And again, looking back, like, yeah, I probably should have invited them, a lot of them. And I did invite them. I did end up inviting them. But a lot of them, you know, I didn't know or they hadn't been going out for that long. It was just one of those things where I just wasn't sure. So I asked some a question. I don't even remember what the question was on the not forum. And I got eaten alive. I swear I was like full on cyber bullied. People were telling me that I was like so rude and so stupid and of course they should be invited and blah, 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 blah. I should like rethink like my number of like guests of all, I don't know. It just was terrible. And it just really kind of threw a wrench in my planning. I just felt really deflated after that. I was like, oh my gosh, am I being super rude? Am I planning this all wrong? And I just kind of got sucked into the, you know, what I think that you tell people to avoid is just these expectations uh, and all these pressures. I just got full on sucked into it when I posted on that forum. forum. It was like, looking back so stupid, but in the moment, the stressful moments of planning the wedding, I got so overwhelmed and I, you know, I cried and I didn't want to plan anything. And I just, I, I kind of just got stopped in my tracks. So my advice is don't listen to those forums. Everyone's situation is totally different. And also you should probably invite your friends, serious boyfriends, but (laughs) lesson learned, right? Okay. And then also, Hard things will happen. I know, Alicia, you talk about how there's this expectation that during your engagement, life is supposed to be perfect and amazing and the best time ever, but it's not always like that, and hard things will happen. And for the most part, my engagement was great. It was like a really great time to spend so much extra time with friends and family, and it was pretty cool to be the belle of the ball for so long, but hard things did happen. Um, my grandfather passed away in March, so just two months before our event, and that was really sad. You know, we were really hoping. He got sick pretty suddenly. I mean, he was pretty old, but he got pre- sick pretty suddenly, so it was kind of a shock to everyone. We thought he would be able to make it, and I kind of um, was dealing with some kind of guilt over it, which was probably you know, unfounded, but 
I thought, oh my gosh, we, we, our engagement was so long. We could have gotten married last summer. And then my opa, so we called him, he would have been able to come. And it was just so sad that he wasn't able to be there. But, you know, it, it happened as, as good as it possibly could have, you know, we were all able to meet with him one-on-one, all the cousins and all the um, daughters and everything before he passed away. So he, we definitely felt him at the wedding still. He actually gave my um, husband his wedding ring, and that was his last outing before he had to go into hospice care. It was to go and get the wedding ring resized, and that was pretty amazing. He made a really special connection with my husband. Uh, my husband is Mexican-American. His parents immigrated from Mexico, and my grandpa immigrated from Holland, and so... Um, my husband just has always really, so weird calling him that, my husband. <laughs> anyway, uh, he has always just really appreciated him because, um, appreciated my grandpa because he's such a hard worker and, and, um, he kind of knows the struggles of being a, a first generation immigrant to the United States. So yeah, that was really special. And then also we, um, at the, wedding, we had a sign up that said, you know, we wish you were here. And we had a candle and a picture of my grandpa and my grandma. So that was really special. And then my, um, sister is fluent in Spanish, which was helpful with the Mexican side of the family that we were kind of welcoming in. So my grandpa, before he passed away, gave her a special message to, um, give to the, the new family at the wedding in Spanish. And that was really a special and emotional part of the wedding. So yeah, anyway, hard things will happen. It was kind of especially tough for my mom to be planning this wedding for her daughter and also have her dad die at the same time. And that was tough. Um, I also struggled a little bit with anxiety through, through the process, just, you know, kind of I don't know, just, I think maybe being the first person to get married, just kind of, just worrying about things that were unnecessary, and, um, my, my fiance, now husband's grandpa also got sick, and in California, so he wasn't able to make it to the wedding, and then his uh, aunt, who was very close to him, had brain surgery, and we didn't know if she would make it to the wedding, so, there's a lot of stuff going on. So I guess my advice there is just don't get derailed and, and also don't feel guilty that you're still planning this happy event. You know, there's, um, you know, life is good and bad at the same time and, and you just have to kind of roll with it and yeah, don't feel guilty. You know, we felt, I felt kind of bad right after my grandpa's funeral. I was like, okay, back to planning the wedding, but you know, that's just what he would want and that's the way it needs to be. So just, yeah, just kind of keep moving with it all. Alicia here. Look, you can see why I have not interrupted Grace one little bit because she's totally got this. She's got it down and she has given you so much valuable information. And I think personal anecdotes are what is really powerful about this. She's lived through it. She has seen how it all works. And I just wanted to say I was especially sort of really disappointed in those forum bullies because I talk about forums a bit and I think you need to pick where you feel like you're connecting with people and I'm not going to sort of say the not is always bad but I've heard this feedback from people and it's really disappointing so it's not where I know the not wouldn't be trying to promote that sort of stuff but I just want to say I was really disappointed in hearing that Grace went on there to have a bit of an opinion to ask a question and then to be sort of harassed and told she was an idiot 
is just not the bride chiller way. Clearly, the not forums where she was hanging around were not for bride chillers. I would like to ask if you have had a similar experience. I'd like to hear about it because I think it would be nice for us to inject a bit of bride chilliness into some of those forums. And I'm trying to think how to do it. Maybe as a pack, we can all go in there and bride chiller them. Maybe it's wasting our time. There is so much more from Grace after this very short break. I'm loving what she's saying so much. Her honesty and her value bombs. That's what I'm going to call them. She is giving us so much value of information. And I'm very grateful that she has taken the time to call in with all of this. This is fabulous. And I encourage you, it doesn't even have to be, I mean, Grace is a media professional. You can tell she's just good at talking. She just knows what she wants to say. She's obviously planned this out. But if you were a Bride Chiller graduate and you would like to share some of your gems of wisdom and, uh, you know, you might you might just have five minutes of stuff. You might have 25 minutes of information. I would love to hear from you. And I know the Bride Chiller community would love to hear from you because what works is real info. What went wrong, what went right, what you do to change it, what you would encourage other people to do. What really excited me was Grace saying, Ah, oh, I went and bought a $300 wedding dress. It was amazing. And then she went and trashed it. It was fabulous. I love hearing those personal anecdotes. So, more from Grace after this very short but important sponsorship break. Yeah, and then another thing that way to keep costs down is to just keep things relaxed. Someone had, um, written or or left a voicemail to you recently about the rehearsal dinner being such a big cost. And what we did is we, we rented a house right next to our venue and that's where the bridesmaids stayed the night before and we all got ready there. And then we also had the rehearsal dinner there. So kind of killed a bunch of birds with one stone and we just kept it really relaxed. You know, I mean, at least with kind of my family's style, like we just wanted to be We just, everyone was really excited to see each other. No one cared that it was fancy. We just cooked a bunch of awesome Mexican food and just had a little party on the beach and it was great. And it, you know, didn't cost us anything else, but, but the food. So, you know, everyone's different. I mean, maybe you want to have something more fancy, but if, you know, no one's going to be upset if you have a barbecue instead of like a fancy sit down dinner, they'd probably rather have that so they can mingle and hang out instead of just, you know hanging out at a restaurant or whatever. So yeah. And then also I wanted to give a little shout out to some vendors I used. Um, I used Rent the Runway. I know people have mentioned that before. I used that for my bridal shower and my bachelorette party. That was great. I think I'll definitely um, use them again. It's just, you know, why buy a really, you know, a $50, $100 dress that you're never going to wear again when you can rent one that's like way more amazing than the one you would buy. And then I know people have mentioned Thumbtack before. That's where we found our DJ and our photographer. And that was great. You know, you just put out your little blurb of what you're looking for and then vendors just um, approach you. And we had really great luck with both our DJ and our um, photographer. So I highly recommend using Thumbtack. Of course, Pinterest, I got all of my decorations and a lot of just different hacks and stuff from Pinterest. And then my videography was a really cool thing. Um, you know, that I know that people, that's not a necessity for a lot of people, but we just got our wedding video back yesterday and we watched it and it was awesome. And I know it's something we'll love forever. But what's cool about this company, it's called Life's Flicks, F-L-I-X. Um, and they send you little easy-to-use um, HD cameras And then your friends and family shoot all the video 
and then you give it back, send it back to him, and he's a professional editor, and he puts it all together. So it's way more intimate. We had it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it was just really, really fun to see, and it's a, it's a lot cooler than, I think, than just having one person come and um, just videotape the ceremony or whatever. So that's something that is an option for people if they're wondering if videography could be for them. Then someone else asked about first look presents recently. And that's another thing that I don't think needs to be very expensive. My husband did this amazing thing where he gathered up all the like greeting cards, like birthday and Christmas and whatever cards that we had written to each other over the years. And he made it into a little book and that was super cool. And then I got him just this little silicone wedding ring. It's called, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Kalo, Quelo, maybe Q-A-L-O. And they're just um, rings that are good for people who work out a lot or who have really active lifestyles. And um, it was only 20 bucks. And now he loves it and he's been wearing it every day and he wants to use the one that my grandpa gave him just for special occasions. So, you know, that was kind of just me saying, you know, here's my commitment to our healthy lifestyle. And yeah, it was super great and it didn't have to be expensive at all. Okay, I'm getting to the end of it. <laughs> I made a big outline. But I also wanted to make a case for the bridesmaids. I know that, Alicia, you all, it seems, I don't know, it seems like everyone on the podcast doesn't plan on having bridesmaids, but I did. Well, it was one of those things that I just chose them right away before really thinking about it. And maybe if I had gone back, I would have had less, I guess. But um, I really want to make a case for bridesmaids. You know, they honestly didn't, do that much for me in the planning process. I think they would have, but um, a bunch of them. My sister lives in Portland, Oregon. I had one who lives in, two that lived in Seattle, and one was out of the country. One lived in California, and I live in Spokane, so nobody lives where I live. But anyway, so, you know, they, they kind of offered moral support and stuff throughout it, but, you know, I went to all the dress things, either with my mom or by myself, and all that kind of traditional stuff. Um, but the weekend of the wedding, they were incredible. They did so much and we had so much fun. It was just so amazing to have this time with a lot of friends that some of them I hadn't seen in a couple of years. And it was just awesome, you know, just being with my sister and my best friends and they helped so much. And yeah, it was just so great to have this moral support and this actual support, you know, they were running around doing all this stuff. And so I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change what I did at all, but I know to each his own, but you know, I think that having bridesmaids, I know it's kind of like a random tradition that we do, but just having all my friends surrounding me that whole weekend was just incredible. And I'm really glad we did it. Okay. The guest list, that was definitely the most difficult part. And I know that you've talked about that a lot and people have called in with so many questions and stuff about it. And it was just really hard kind of figuring out, you know, who we were going to invite. We both have pretty big families. His family is way bigger than mine. But, and then we have a three-year age difference, which isn't like a huge deal, but I still kind of consider myself friends with a lot of people from high school and, and he really doesn't. And so he would kind of question, you know, why would you want to invite so-and-so from high school? Like you haven't seen them. Like, you know, whenever we go to Seattle, you don't even see them. So just kind of those things was really striking to have to really evaluate who you're actually friends with, you know? I think with Facebook and other social media, it's like we feel like we know all these people and we know exactly what's going on in their lives, but, you know, are we actually still friends with them? It's kind of crazy to think about, and I think that 
maybe that's just my age, you know, it's I'm kind of in a transition time into real adulthood or whatever and just figuring out who are still my friends and stuff. That was just kind of an interesting part of the guest list process. And then also, I think not stressing out so much about inviting too many people because what happened with us is kind of last minute a lot of people weren't able to come, mostly people who weren't able to travel from California. And then there were people on that backup list that I wanted to invite. But it was only two or three weeks before the wedding, and at that point it just felt really tacky. So there, we ended up having less people than we thought, which was totally fine. You know, it helps keep the cost down. But we we had room for a few more people, but at that point it just felt weird to invite people. So I guess... I know it's really stressful and I think it's stressful for everyone, but just kind of, you know, don't, don't stress the numbers too much, I guess, because I think things will fall into place. And I know that the day of the wedding, both my husband and I were like, wow, everyone who is here is exactly who's supposed to be here, you know, so it'll all work out and just don't stress out too much about it. I know that's (laughs) hard, harder, easier said than done, right? Um, And then another thing... I think this is my last one, but just ways to compromise. You know, I think that a lot of times, especially with moms, it seems like they have visions for what they want to do. And sometimes it conflicts with what we want to do. And it's hard when they're paying for stuff. And so what I did and I think worked out really well is I just kind of let my mom take over elements of the wedding that I didn't care as much about. Um, For example, the cake and the flowers. You know, I honestly couldn't have cared less if we had cake. And so I just let my mom do it. And she, you know, we kind of picked out the flavors together, but it was really her thing. And she had ownership of it. And the cake turned out beautiful. And I'm sure people really enjoyed it. I barely, again, like had one bite because the day was just so crazy for me. But yeah. And then the flowers, I had a vision of what colors I wanted, but I'm not like an expert in flowers by any means. So I just took a bunch of Pinterest pictures and gave them to my aunt. And I said, I trust you, you know, do whatever you want with them. And she came up with these with beautiful flowers. And um, I th- she picked things that were, you know, cost effective. And then also just what she had a vision for. And I just showed up on the day of the wedding and I said, wow, those look beautiful. Like you did a great job. And Instead of trying to micromanage things that you don't even care that much about, I think that maybe you can delegate things to people who have a vision for it. And, you know, I had a vision for other things. My husband wanted to do the DJ. He needed a bilingual DJ. That was really important to him. So I said, cool, you know, you do that. I had a vision for the decorations. I really cared about the photography and the videography. So each person kind of took on specific elements that were important to them and it all came together really well so instead of um I guess freaking out on your mom for trying to micromanage things maybe just delegate certain aspects of the of the planning um and then just let her do her thing and she did the centerpieces they looked amazing and you know it was less stress on me so and I think she took really a lot of pride in it so yeah, that was a cool, cool way to compromise. <laughs> One more thing is that you'll appreciate this, Alicia. I made a rundown or like an itinerary for pretty much every aspect of the whole wedding weekend. It was nine pages long. I, I emailed it to all the vendors and everyone in the bridal party. And people were making fun of me. You know, it had everyone's phone numbers, all the addresses, literally like a timeline of every single event and 
everything that's going to happen on the wedding day. And people were kind of laughing at me for being so ridiculous and planning this whole thing. And then the weekend came along and everyone was asking me all these questions. And I said, hey, have you looked at the itinerary yet? And 99% of the time, the answers were on the itinerary. So anyway, the moral of that story, I guess, is just, yeah, plan, plan it now. Just have a lot of fun with the planning process. I just kind of went crazy with planning. You know, I made this like nine page thing, just on my downtime at work. But um, yeah, and then the weekend of the wedding and just everything moved so fast, you know, everything was just going. It was like a train was rolling down the track. There was nothing I could do to stop it. And I was so glad that I had everything kind of already organized and all my ducks in a row because I was able to just enjoy it and just soak it all in. It was so great. It was so much fun. And I just, yeah, I seriously had the best time. And I, and I know that, that everyone at the, at the wedding had a lot of fun and that's what we really wanted. Just everyone, you know, it's one thing when the bride and groom have a lot of fun, but it's another thing when everyone has fun. And at least that's what they told me, right? <laughs> but anyway, you know, Alicia, I just wanted to say thank you so much for all of your help. You seriously, I listened to your podcast religiously. I would be so excited when a new one came on. And I can't even, obviously, 31 minutes long. That's I could talk about all the things. Um, I could respond to like every single uh, episode pretty much just because I just feel like you are such a great resource for people and just, yeah, you know, I just kind of just the, tra- the comparison between the not forum and your podcast just sealed the deal for me. I was like, no, I'm just going to stick with Alicia. She's super nice. She's super helpful and she's super down to earth. And that's what you really need when you're planning a wedding, I think. So Anyway, just I really appreciate all you do and wish you all the best luck in the future. And I'll definitely check back on the Bride Chilla podcast. Yeah. Anyway, thanks so much for everything and happy days. What a bloody legend. Can I just congratulate Grace on her beautiful wedding? If you go to the show notes today, you will see all of Grace's beautiful photographs and oh oh my gosh she's a stunning bride and you can just see the glowing happiness that she has uh, on her wedding day and that's what it's all about really really grateful Grace that you took the time to share that wonderful voice message with me honestly I was just saying to Rich off mic listening to the the recording there was no need for me to butt in and be a big mouth because you had it covered (laughs) you can come and host this show whenever you like It made my job really easy, but also I made crazy notes throughout this episode. So if you want to check out some of the uh, suggestions that Grace had for vendors, finding good people, uh, they were all in the notes today. Visit thebridechiller.com for more information. And also, uh, if you were interested in participating in the show, that's where you can contact me, leave your own voice message and ask a question, get involved. Also, again, I want to reiterate, if you have been on these forums and have had bad times, I'd like to hear from you. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I'm not going after anyone. I'm just interested in uh, what the deal is with some of these places and people who feel like that is what you know the right thing to do is. I think potentially there's a good episode in it. So I'm always interested if you have suggestions, if you have something to say, if you've noticed something in the industry that's a bit weird or amazing, then get in touch. That's how I get good content and how I help you plan your wedding without the insanity and have a nice time.
That's what it's all about. God, who has time to bully people about weddings? Get a fucking life, idiots. All right, that's a good way to end this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your iTunes reviews and online love. If you can share, if you have someone that's getting engaged in your office, if you meet someone on the street with an engagement ring, tell them about the Bride Chiller podcast. Thanks so much again. Until Monday's episode, all my love, happy days.